And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the nimble Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a comedy episode of the Jack Benny program with special guests Ronald and Benita Coleman. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Jeff must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Carol Burnett than I. Lisa Wolf follows our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Carl. How are you guys doing? Hi, Jeff. Terrific. Glad to have you with us, and I'm glad to be talking about Carol Burnett. She's definitely one of my comedic idols. She was born April 26, 1933, so she's turning 89 this month. Wow. Right? She really is an icon, boy. She truly is. You know? Yeah. Love Carol. I think everybody loves Carol Burnett, right, Jeff? I mean, like, nobody would ever say a anything uh ill will about carol burnett i don't think so and this uh segment will like be they focusing, do about lisa right, all the time you know? Say, you know i'm used to it but she's not so <laughs> um this is going to focus a lot on the carol burnett show that's what i grew up with and so i have a very you know warm feeling in my heart to the carol burnett show so yeah. carl the first question is for you it is true or false okay a skit on the carol burnett show was about a secretary and her boss Carol Burnett played the secretary, Mrs. Wiggins. Tim Conway played her boss, Mr. Tudball. Is that true or false? Mrs. Wiggins. He used to say Mrs. Wiggins. Mrs. Wiggins. And he was Mr. Tudball. Well, I'm asking you. I think I, it's, I'm not say. it sounds true to me, Jeff. What do you think? I thought it was Harvey Corman. I, I'm going to say false. Are you saying true, Carl? Because I say true. Okay. Unfortunately, that is true. Huh. Um, that is true. For me. Sorry. <laughs> Here's for Jeff. All right. But I'm on your I, side, Jeff. It was Tim Jeff. Conway. It, it was. was. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Right. Okay. All right, Jeff. Another skit on the Carol Burnett show was a spoof of soap operas. Carol played Marion, who lived in the fictional town of Canoga Falls, and the title was As the Stomach Turns. Is that true or false? I'm going to say false on that. Wow. I... A lot of that sounds true to me. I think it was as the stomach turns. Well, there's a lot of information in there. So, you know, anything, you never know. I'm going to say true. It's true. Oh, It is true. And that was just a play on the title, As the World Turns. Jeff, Uh I got two here, buddy. That's okay. We're we're still good over here, Carl. All right. All right. Carl. Yeah? Lucille Ball appeared on the first new episode of every season of The Carol Burnett Show. That's false. Jeff, is he right? Go with me, Jeff, on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to say it's false for sure. It is false. You're both right. And you know who that was? 
not Lucille Ball, but who was yeah, it I, I, that I, appeared on the first new episode? I actually of every think season? I know. I think it was um, uh, the guy who was from Gomer Pyle. I yep. Mean, right. Yep. What's his name? Jim Neighbors. Jim Neighbors. That's yeah. absolutely right, though. Do Carol, I get extra credit? I get Do I get yeah. extra credit? No, I'm so sorry. She's such a tough she, creator, Jeff. She actually thought of him as her good luck charm, she said. So wow. I don't know what made him lucky. Golly, <laughs> golly. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. All right, Jeff. At the end of every Carol Burnett show, Carol tugged on her ear after singing, I'm so glad we had this time together, as a nod to her great aunt who raised her. All of it's true, except I don't know about the great aunt. I'm going to say true. Ah, man. I don't don't think it's her aunt. I think it was somebody else. I don't think it was her aunt. I thought it was her grandmother or something like that. So I'm going to say false. Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. This is not going as planned, Jeff. It is false. I know. I'm not happy with this either. Um, This is false. It was a tribute to her grandmother who raised her. Jeff, I'm sorry, but this is for you, buddy. I'm so sorry. This is just not okay. Jeff's a good sport, though. And just so you know, I would never give Carl any clues or answers because I'm totally not on his side. Just to clarify. I know you're not. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel good when he's got done with the segment. He goes, gosh, I was so bad. And I say, yeah, yeah, you were. I'm like, I stunk at that. (laughs) That gives me pleasure. Jeff, here's the thing. I took my Prevagen, buddy. You know, (laughs) got to take your Prevagen. Got to take your Prevagen. (laughs) All right, Carl. Yeah. Uh, Carol Burnett had a recurring role as Verla Grubbs on the TV show All My Children from 1983 to 2011. True or false? 83 to 2011? Verla Grubbs. All my children. I don't think so. No. I'll say false. Okay. 23, that's 30. That's a long time. I'm going to say false. Oh, gosh, you guys. Is it it's true? true. It's, it's true. true. That was your chance. She was on a soap opera. She was a Verla Grubbs. She would like, not on a regular basis, but she would just pop well, in once in a while. I don't. I used to watch that. Actually, I don't remember. You that watched Verla soap Grubbs. operas, Lisa. I, when I was in college, I started watching All My Children. Really? With lunch, we'd all sit around the, the television and watch. Uh, yeah, with Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's wow. where we all fell in love with her. Wow. All right. Well, at least you got one wrong, Carl. <laughs> so you can't. There's no perfect scores here. This is the final question. Final one, Jeff. I'm counting on you. Okay. Okay. The pressure's on. All right. All right. One more time is the title of Carol Burnett's 1986 memoir, which became a New York Times nonfiction bestseller. True or false? Mm. Um, False. Uh, Sounds true to me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable is all I can say. <laughs> so is this for Jeff? Jeff, this isn't your night. This but we Jeff? love you anyways. Yes, we do, Jeff. We both love you, Jeff. I love you, all but right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, too. Oh, man. You got to brush up on your Carol Burnett, my friend. Obviously, yes, I yeah. know. But guess what? You're going to get a four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas for playing the game. And I appreciate right. you very much, buddy. Thank you, Jeff. It was Thank great you. to have you. I appreciate you, you guys. Thank you. Uh, thanks, buddy. When we come back, it's the Jack Benny program. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You just heard Lisa Wolf there on Memorex talking about our podcast. And you know what? Lisa actually came up with this idea. And it actually, you make it sound like, like, how could she possibly come up with anything? I mean, I'm just trying to give you credit, Lisa. That is a really good idea to take our full five hour show. And within like a day and a half, it's ready to send out. So we broadcast on Saturdays. Now, this is a syndicated show, so we do the show on Saturday evenings. But some stations carry it live. Some carry it, um, you know, tape delayed, pull it off the satellite or off an FTP site. Some air it like a week later. It it, it all depends. But we do the show live. We do a five-hour program, and not all of our radio stations carry the full five hours. I mean, you know, it's a lot to ask stations. Of course, we love when you do, when the stations do carry it. So Lisa was like, we have to be able to give this our listeners the whole show, right? Right. And so we do that, and we do it for basically our costs. It's a, it's a dollar fifty a week to send it to you, um, but we bill you once a month, five ninety nine a month. I mean, really inexpensive. You get the podcast sent to your email. The links never expire. You don't have to listen to it each week. You can just you know pile them up and then listen to them when you're on a you know drive or whatever. And it's super easy to sign up. Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. That's the website. Right at the top of the website is how you sign up for the podcast. And I must say, Lisa, that was, um, you know, that was a good idea. Thanks, Carl. We do have a lot of very satisfied customers, and we appreciate um, that they want to hear it. And we're happy to, uh, you know, keep the show going. Yeah. I mean, full five hours. um, you get that each and every week. You'll never miss a second of our programming, any of our contests or any of our... But if you do want to fast forward through Carl's voice, you have that option as well. Well, I'm, I'm you know, why would they want to do that? I don't, I don't know. Just just possibly. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, almost as good as the classic radio shows. Yeah, almost. Almost. Ah, speaking of classic radio, we have one of the best, Jack Benny. I mean, you can't get any better than Jack yep. Benny. He was the master of uh, radio, TV, films, movies. He was absolutely the greatest. And um, we have a broadcast for you now from February 1st, 1948. It's a different broadcast date than what we posted on our Facebook page. We had some um, quality issues with that show. So we're we're broadcasting a, a different episode, although the guests still are Ronald and Benita Coleman. And Jack and Mary go see Ronald Coleman's new movie. They meet up with him, and then they go to Ciro's afterwards. A hilarious show. You're going to love this. It's sponsored originally by Lucky Strike. We have removed the Lucky Strike commercials. Here's the whole gang, Jack Benny and uh, and Don Wilson and Phil Harris and Rochester, Mary Livingston, part one of the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny program. The program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, last night was a big night in Hollywood. The occasion was a special showing of Ronald Coleman's new picture, A Double Life. Naturally, all the important stars in Hollywood received invitations to attend this gala affair. And while all this was going on, where was our little star? Uh, Rochester, hand me my pajamas. I'm going to bed. 
Here you are, boss. No, 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 my woolen ones. The nights are awfully cold. I know it's cold, but you've already got three comforters, two quilts, an afghan, and four electric blankets with a direct line to Boulder Dam. <laughs> Never mind. Just turn out the lights and I'll go to sleep. Don't you want me to read to you like I always do? Yes, uh, pick up one of those trade papers, either the variety or the reporter. There okay. Now, let's see. Say, boss, look what it says. What? Tonight at the Academy Theater, there will be a special showing of Ronald Coleman's new Universal International picture, A Double Life. I know, I know. It says all the big stars in Hollywood have been, have been invited to attend. Yeah, I know. Didn't they mail you an invitation? Well, frankly, I don't... I didn't even bother looking. Oh, boss, come now. <laughs> what? This morning when the mailman came by, you grabbed his bag and went through it like an octopus with a mix master in each hand. <laughs> I was looking for a reply from Dorothy Dix. <laughs> anyway, who wants to go to a Hollywood premiere? You always see the same people. Barbara Stanwyck will be there with Robert Taylor. Lauren Bacall will be there with Humphrey Bogart. Lana Turner will be there with... Let me see today's paper. <laughs> anyway, Rochester, believe me, I'm not mad because I didn't get an invitation to the preview. As a matter of fact, if Universal Studios, if William Getz, the executive producer, if Ronald Coleman himself called me on the phone right now, I wouldn't go to that... I'll get it, Rochester, I'll get it. Hello? Is this Sam's Meat Market? No, it isn't. <laughs> Who was it, boss? Oh, some guy wanted Sam's Meat Market. Sam's Meat Market? That's the new place down in the corner. They're having a big opening tonight. They are? Didn't you get an invitation to that either? <laughs> I wouldn't go if I did. You always see the same things. Yeah. Liver will be there with bacon. Sirloin will be there. Now with... cut that out. <laughs> now, Rochester, I'm going to bed, so turn out the light, will you? You'll get it, boss. You'll get it. I've got it. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Mary. Oh, hello, Mary. I'm glad I caught you. I thought maybe you had already left to see Ronald Coleman's pictures. Uh, no, Mary. I was supposed to go, but I don't know. When you've been a star as long as I have, you don't. You don't get excited about those things, you know. Gee, and I thought we could go together. Mm, no, no, Mary, I'm ready for bed. Oh, that's too bad. I have two tickets. What, 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 what? What, what was that, Mary? What, what, what did you say? What did you say, Mary? I what? said I've got the two, 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 two tickets around the home street here. Mary, just because you got tickets, you don't have to be so nervous about it. Look, I was ready for bed, but I wouldn't let you down, so while I get dressed, you jump in a cab and pick me up in ten minutes. Okay, Jack. I may be a few minutes late. I want to stop off at the florist and get a corsage. Good, good. <laughs> While you're there, get one for yourself, too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, come over as soon as you can. Goodbye. Rochester! Rochester, I'm going to the opening. I knew Sam wouldn't let you down. <laughs> Not the meat market. Now, stop jabbering and help me dress. Hiya, Jackson. The door was open, so I came right in. Oh, hello, Phil. Where are you going? Oh, I promised Mary I'd take her to a special showing of Ronald Coleman's new picture. No kidding, Jackson. You mean you got an invitation? I certainly did. That's why I'm putting on this tuxedo. You may not know it, Phil, but for the past 20 years, I've been rubbing elbows with the most important people in show business. From the looks of them sleeves, you must have been rubbing them pretty hard. 
All right, so it's a little thin around the elbows. Now, pardon me while I get dressed, will you? I'll help you, Jackson. While you're putting on your shirt, I'll button your shoes. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. Oh, Rochester, hand me my wing collar, will you please? Yes, sir. Uh-oh. What's the matter? You wear a size 15 and a half collar, and this is only a 14. Oh, that's all right. We can make it work. Put it on. Okay. Here's the collar button. Yeah, I got it. Now, hold still. Boy, this collar's really stiff. Yeah. Just a minute now. There, I got it. Yeah. How's that, boys? I, I guess it's all right, but it's so tight I can hide it. <laughs> Oh, darn it, slipped off the collar button. Uh, try it again, Rochester. Boss, this collar's too tight for you. Well, pull it harder. I'm getting it. I'm get... Hold still. There. God, this collar's so tight I can hardly breathe. Phil, how do I look? Like Herbert Hoover with a crew haircut. <laughs> Don't be so funny. Oh, there's Mary. Now, all I have to do is snap on this bow tie, and I'll be on my way. <laughs> darn it. There it goes again. Rochester, where's my bow tie? It went out the window and headed for Capistrano. (laughs) Well, get me another one. Coming, Mary, coming. Phil, can I drop you off anyplace? No, Jackson, I'll stay here. I'm a little hungry. Rochester, get me an olive and a glass. (laughs) Okay, Phil, make yourself at home, will you? Say, Mary, don't look now, but ever since we've been riding in this cab, there's been a moving van following us. I know. What? So many times I've gone to the theater and found out I left the tickets on the piano. So this time I'm taking the piano with me. (laughs) Say, you know, Mary, that's a good... Oh, quiet. You fall for everything. I've got the tickets right here. <laughs> and the invitations, too. Well, let me see. <laughs> Universal International cordially invites you to attend a special showing of A Double Life starring Ronald Coleman. Say, gee, gee, that's a really beautiful invitation, isn't it? Here are, folks, Academy Theater. Come on, Mary. How much is that, driver? A dollar sixty. <laughs> Jack, what happened? Nothing, nothing. Here you are, driver. Keep the change. Thanks. Jack, fix your collar. I'm trying to, but darn it, I've lost my bow tie. No, you haven't. They've got the searchlight on it. It'll be down in a minute. (laughs) Oh, yes. Here it comes. There. I got it. Oh, no, that's the one that was headed for Capistrano. Here it is. Fix my collar. There. Come on, Mary. Let's go in. Gosh, look, look, all of us big stars are here. Come on, hurry. Hold your own invitations, please. You spectators, stand back. Let them in. How do you do, Mr. Gable? Good evening, Mr. Taylor. How are you, Mr. Peck? How do you do, Miss Livingston? I told you spectators to stand back. I'm with her! (laughs) Oh, well then go right in, mister. Mister. <laughs> he doesn't even know I'm Jack Benny. Well, don't tell him. He has something to look forward to. What? Come on, Jack. Hurry. The lights are starting to dim. Okay. 
Hey, Mary, here are two seats here right in this row. A little more than halfway in. Follow me. Pardon 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 me. Oh, darn it, there's only one seat. We'll have to go back. Pardon me. 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 Jack, come back. You went out the exit. All right. That's the first portion of the Jack Benny program going back to February 1st, 1948. Hope you're enjoying this. Uh, it's pretty hard to not enjoy Jack Benny, right? One of the uh, the greatest shows. I mean, it's like the high watermark in comedy, really, when you think about it. And then later, when you think about Jack Benny, you know, it was all about a comedian, right? Jack Benny played himself on the show. And then there was all these funny characters around him. And it's the exact same thing with Seinfeld. You know, years and years later, you have Jerry Seinfeld. He's a comedian. He's playing himself on the show. He's playing Jerry Seinfeld. Yep. And he has, uh, you know, a gal pal, uh, yep. Elaine. Elaine, sure. And, you know, Mary is like Elaine. And, right. You know, and Phil Harris or Dennis Day is like, is uh, you know, is like Kramer or George. And there's George. very few people that can make a show like Seinfeld work. Yeah. And Jerry is just... I mean, so something else. And I just I think it's just they probably said, look, that we love Jack Benny. It was super successful. It it worked before. Why not? You know, it's sort of hard to come up with a new idea for anything. Sure. Um, I think it's just was done as an homage to, you know, to the Jack Benny program. All right. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. Stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Rochester. Rochester. Huh? Yeah. How's yeah. that? Eh, Let me okay. try this. Mary. How's That's that? That's it? Can you say something else? Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good, Carl. I mean, it's not it's not my worst. It's not my yeah. best, but it's not my worst. Yeah, maybe impressions just I aren't think, your thing. I don't know. I well I wouldn't say that. You have one that you do. Well, Peter Laurie. My Peter Laurie's that, pretty. That's the one. Peter Laurie's pretty. But you don't have here. to do it again for us. <laughs> Why? You don't want me to <laughs> do it? There we go. Why don't you want me to do Peter Laurie? Yeah, there you go. Why don't... Why don't you want me to do Peter Laurie, Lisa? Oh, I do. I, that's pretty. I mean, you yeah, know, that's, that's pretty that's, good. I mean, you would know who it is. Yeah, for if sure. I, if I'm doing it, well, you'd be like, so okay, unique. that's Peter Laurie. I mean, he's so unique. 
Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> my name is Kevin Grant. How's that? That's not too bad. It's not too bad, Carl. Um, my Bogart was not that good earlier. Yeah. Well, um, I yeah. yeah Mary, who am I to say? Well, I. How's that? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Um, what else did he used to say, Jack? <laughs> that, Benny? That'll do it. <laughs> Rochester. All right. So we're listening to <laughs> to Jack Benny. All right. All February first, nineteen forty-eight. And their special guests are Ronald and but I could do Ron, Ronald Kelman. Follow your nose. All right, here we it's go. It's always nose, right? <laughs> you're, you're on Fruit Loops How's here, that? I think. <laughs> well, because he was like, they, it wasn't Ronald Coleman, but they no, had somebody. Know. You know, my nose. It's always nose. Um, nah, not so good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's listen to the real guy <laughs> on the conclusion to the Jack Benny program. <laughs> Oh, yes. Here we are, Mary. Here are two seats on the aisle. Good. Gee, Jack, we just made it. The travelogue is coming on. Oh, yes. As the sun comes up over the famous diamond head in Honolulu, we pay another visit to that land of enchantment resting far out in the blue Pacific, the Hawaiian Islands. Well, Jack, Jack. Huh? It's me, Don Wilson. Oh, hello, Don. I didn't see you sitting behind me. Who are you with? Your quartet, the sportsman. Oh, good, good. And now let us pay a brief visit to one of the lesser-known islands, where we find Chief Humanukanui and his people doing their native dance. Gee, this is good, isn't it, Mary? Jack, Jack. Don, I want to see this travelogue. Shh, quiet back there. Yes, Don, Don, we're in the theater. I can't hear him. You can't do this. We're in a theater. Make the boys be quiet. Yeah, quiet back there. It's so embarrassing. setting sun. <laughs> it's with heavy heart that we say goodbye to Hawaii, home of the pineapple, where everybody is on the dole. <laughs> oh, Fitzpatrick, if you pull any more of those pineapple jokes, you'll get canned. <laughs> How do you like that? He must be a friend of Phil Harris. <laughs> Mary, Mary, here comes the feature picture. Yeah, look, Ronald Coleman in a double life. Gee, what a crowd. Hurry, Jack, or we'll never get out to the lobby. Okay. Gosh, Mary, that was one of the best pictures I ever saw. Yes, and it was such an appropriate title, A Double Life. Yeah. It really fits. Mr. Coleman was perfect as the Broadway star who was afraid to play Othello. Well. Oh, fine. 
I suppose you could have played Othello better than Ronald Coleman. No, Mary, I don't think the people would like me and Ronnie's part in the picture, but then, on the other hand, do you think the public would have liked Coleman and the horn blows at midnight? <laughs> they wouldn't have liked that picture with Eisenhower in it. I guess not. Say, Mary. Mary, isn't that Mr. and Mrs. Coleman over there? Ronnie and Benita? Where? There. Just coming out of the theater. Oh, say, Ronnie. Ronnie? What is it, Benita? <laughs> Hey, isn't that Jack Benny over there? Where? Oh, for the love. Well, let's hurry, Benita. Perhaps he hasn't seen us. Yeah, I think he <laughs> I think he has. He's coming towards us. Well, I've got an idea, so he won't recognize me. Ronnie, Ronnie, stop. What are you doing with my hat? I'm going to wear it. Maybe he'll think I'm Tom Brenneman. <laughs> yes. Yes, but then you'll have to kiss him. <laughs> Anyway, let, let's try and get rid of him quickly. I want to go to Ciro's and celebrate. All right, but don't create a scene. Be pleasant to him, and perhaps he'll go away. Yes, you tell me the same thing about your mother, and she's been with us for 20 years. <laughs> well, Ronnie, Benita, how are you? Hello, Jack. Hello, Mary. Hello, Benita. Say, Ronnie, your picture was simply wonderful. Oh, thank you, Jack. Glad you liked it. Like it? You know, Ronnie, watching your performance this evening was one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had. Oh, well... Not I... only is A Double Life a great picture, but your acting was the finest I've ever seen on the stage or screen. Oh, oh now, now, Mary, I... Gee, you were absolutely brilliant as a fellow. And when you played yourself, you were so suave and so handsome. Well, I... Mary, stop. You're embarrassing him. Uh, Benita, you keep out of this. <laughs> You know, Ronnie, my favorite scene in the whole picture was when you, as a fellow, accused your wife, Desdemona, of being unfaithful because you saw another man carrying her handkerchief. Oh, you mean the speech where I said, By heaven, I saw the handkerchief in his hand. Oh, perjured woman, thou dost tone my heart and makest me call what I intend to do a murder, which I thought a sacrifice. I saw the handkerchief. Yes, yes, that's the speech I mean. Only, Ronnie... If I were playing the part, <laughs> I believe I would have done it something like this. By heaven. <laughs> I saw the handkerchief in his hand. Oh, perjured woman! Thou just stole my heart and makes me call what I intend to do a murder. <laughs> Which I thought a sacrifice. I saw the hanky. <laughs> there, how did that sound? Wonderful. Phil Harris couldn't have read it better. He couldn't have read it at all. <laughs> but Ronnie, how can you say that? Look, get the depth of that last line. I saw the hanky. <laughs> Oh, there goes my collar again. Where's my bow tie? I swallowed it. No, no, here it is on the sidewalk. Excuse me a minute. Hmm, where's my collar button? I knew I swallowed something. Well, I got another one here in my vest pocket. Oh, say, Ronnie. Ronnie, if you don't mind my talking about your picture again. Oh, not at all, not at all. Well, I've seen you in a lot of pictures, and I thought that in this one, you were... 
You were... Well, thank you. No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. I, uh... I thought that you were miscast. Oh. So you... You thought I was miscast? Yes. You see, in the picture, they have you turn killer and commit murder. And Ronnie in real life. I mean, you... You couldn't possibly murder anybody. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> It's getting late. We'd better be running along. No, no, Benita. No, no, you can't go home yet. This is the opening of Ronnie's new picture. A night like this calls for a celebration. I know. Let's all go over to my house and play the slot machine. No, no, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Benita and I are going to Ciro's. Goodbye. Wait a minute. Uh, Jack, it's getting kind of late. Maybe we ought to go home. Mary, we can't run off and leave the Coleman's. They'll think I'm snubbing them. <laughs> now, now, we'll all go to Ciro's. Come on, come on, everybody. Oh, taxi! Taxi! Uh, look, look, Jack, we can't all get into one taxi. There are four of us. Okay, you folks take this cab. Mary and I'll take the next one. See you at Ciro's. Benita, what a fool I was to let Benny know where we were going. Oh, what's the difference, darling? And anyway, Mary's such a nice girl. Oh, I'm nothing against her. I like Mary. It's that Benny I can't stand. <laughs> and lately, it seems that everywhere I go, I run into him. It happens to me, too. Last Thursday afternoon, I saw him at Greer Garson's tea. Benny? At a tea party for women? Yes. He had a shawl over his head and came around to tell our fortunes. <laughs> no. Yes. Then he took his violin, played golden earrings, and passed around a tambourine. You mean Benny himself passed the tambourine? Yes. Oh, that's too bad. His monkey must have died. <laughs> Look, darling, let's forget about him. Let's talk about us. About us? Mm. You know, I didn't have a chance to tell you how much I enjoyed Double Life. Oh. I think it is the finest picture you've ever made. Well, thank you very much, darling. You know, I'm your severest critic. I think your performance in that picture was magnificent. Well. You, you're wonderful. Oh. And Ronnie. Yes? I bought a new fur coat today. <laughs> what did you say, dear? I said I thought your performance in the picture was... Here we are, Cyril. We were certainly lucky to get this ringside table. Yes, I hear they have a wonderful floor show. Well, it was nice we all arrived together and no one was kept waiting. Yes, yes, uh, it was, wasn't it? Say, Jack, it's kind of chilly in here. Will you please get me my coat? Certainly, Mary. What about you, Benita? Is your coat checked? No, it's Persian lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Say, that, that's rather good, Benita. Yes, I know. I heard it on Fred Allen's program. <laughs> Hmm. Say, how about ordering our food so we'll be through eating when the floor show starts? All right, I'll call the waiter. Oh, waiter, waiter. Yeah. <laughs> waiter, I'll have a shrimp cocktail, filet mignon rare, and asparagus. Uh, very good, madame. I'll have a Caesar salad, lobster a la Newburgh, and broccoli. Yes, madame. I think I'll have some consomme, prime ribs of beef, medium rare, and a baked potato. Uh, yes, sir. And now, what about you, shoulders? <laughs> Well, I'll... 
I'll have a portage au jour at Salada avec Rockford, a la bouffe avec Bordelais, a pomme de terre. Well, get in! <laughs> Never mind the comment. Just bring what I ordered. Uh, say, Jack, when did you start eating French food? Since they devaluated the franc. <laughs> Would you like something to drink with your dinner? We have some wonderful vintage champagne. Mums, 37, Cordon Rouge, 33, and Piper Heidsick, 35. Uh, make mine Schlitz, 47. <laughs> that, uh, that was a good year, wasn't it? Not for USC. <laughs> Look, I never... Never mind the wisecracks. You, you ought to pay a little more attention to your job. Some waiter. Look at this tablecloth and the napkin. I've never seen such dirty linen. Well, you do them for us, Wong Poo. <laughs> That's besides the point. I've never seen such a rude, impertinent waiter. I got a good Stop mind... Stop raising your voice to me. What? Nobody asked you to come in here in the first place. You spoiled my whole evening. Well, that's the last straw. How about you and me stepping outside? This is Ciro's. We can do it right here. <laughs> Look, waiter, just go get our orders. Will oh, you all right. Ronnie, you can come out from under the table. People have stopped staring. <laughs> well, now let us all have a pleasant evening. Come on. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> Well, that was really a delicious dinner. Did you enjoy yours, Ronnie? Yeah, I certainly did. Uh, waiter, give me the check, please. Oh, no, 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 Ronnie. This is, uh, this is my little party. Oh, but after all, Jack, we're celebrating my new picture. I don't care. Waiter, don't listen to him. Uh, give me the check. All right, but you'll hate yourself in the morning. <laughs> Never mind. Give it to me. Thank you. Hey, Ronnie, this is the first time I've ever seen Jack pick up a check. I wonder what happened. Somebody must have spiked his slits. <laughs> oh, waiter, give me your pencil. I want to check these items. <laughs> Thank you. Now, let's see. You know, this really has been a grand evening. Yes, the floor show is wonderful. And Cougar's music is so exciting. And this Jerry Lester is such a funny comedian. And the atmosphere is nice and cozy. Please, and... please, would you all be quiet? I'm going over the check. <laughs> now, let's see. Shrimp cocktail, a dollar. Consomme, 85 cents. Caesar salad, a dollar and a quarter. Filet mignon. Whoops. <laughs> hmm. Lobster. Steak. Hmm. 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 Ronnie. Ronnie, did you have an extra cup of coffee? <laughs> no, Jack, I had milk. Well, 
Where did this extra cup of coffee come from, waiter? You ordered it. I didn't order it, and I want it taken off the bill. Oh, Jack, please. Now, you keep out of this, Mary. Waiter, I'm not going to pay for this extra cup of coffee. I want uh, no, to... No, Jack, Jack, let me pay the check. No, no, Ronnie, this is my party. This is my party. Now, look, waiter, I don't mind paying for what we got, but I know that no one here had an extra cup of coffee. Oh, Jack, for heaven's sake. Now, have this bill corrected immediately. Ronnie, the orchestra's playing. Let's dance our way out the back door. All right. We need to come quick. Hurry up. Now, what about it, waiter? You ordered the coffee and you'll pay for it. I ordered it, but I changed my mind and you took it back. Did you see me leave the table with it? Yes. By heaven, I saw the coffee in your hand. <laughs> oh, perjured waiter. What? Thou dost stole my heart. And makes me call what I intend to do a murder. Well. Which I thought a sacrifice. I saw the coffee. <laughs> oh, darn it. There goes my collar. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman for being with us tonight. And to Dennis Day, my best wishes and congratulations. Good night, folks. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. NBC, Lisa. Oh, singing now. Wow. Impressions. I have a, a lot of talent. Singing. There's a lot going on here today. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I used to be a professional shower singer for about three years. So what happened? Um, you know, I just couldn't make enough money doing it. No, you know? it's tough to it's make to money people, in the shower. It was hard to get people into to the listen bathroom. listen when you were showering. You know, and then... Did they have money with them to leave me tips? No, right. not so much. A little Venmo might and do it was good. Like, <laughs> I was like all pruney all the time, mm. you know, from the shower. So, oh. And I, really nobody wanted, but to, I, but nobody wanted to join you in that no. venture? I stuck it out <laughs> for a about shocker. three years, though, you know? <laughs> At a whole... Well, apparently Mike likes baths. Maybe you guys can hook up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think no, so. Okay. I mean, I like Mike, but just not that way. Got it. Uh, that is a February 1st, 1948 broadcast of the Jack Benny program. It was actually called the Lucky Strike program with Jack Benny. A lot of these uh, radio shows back then, they would uh, take the sponsor's name. Even like Fibber McGee and Molly was actually called the Johnson's Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. They uh, That's what they did. They would have like one sponsor, sponsor the whole half hour. Yeah. You don't get that anymore on TV. No. So you, you got like 25 different sponsors. But I hope you enjoyed uh, Jack Benny and his guests, Ronald and Benita Coleman, Ma uh, Mary Livingston, very funny on that show as well. All right, and uh, it's, now it's time for This Month in Music History. Right, we're going back to 1995, and this is a one-hit wonder. I will give you $10. $10 hairs? $10. Yeah. If you can tell All me. All right, you heard her say okay, it, Okay, if you can tell me who sings the song. Okay. You'll say the world has come between us. Still, I know you just don't care. 
Vinh Ân Sáng It's a band. This is a the band. band's only hit. One hit wonder. I should do a whole uh, yeah. evening of one hit wonders. I'm going to do that. The teenagers. I don't know. Oh, good guess, but sorry. What is it? This is Deep Blue Something. Never Blue, heard of them. Deep Blue Something? That's what it's That's called. That's the name of the band? Yep. Deep, Deep Blue, Blue Something. Something. Band's only hit peaked at number five on the charts. Uh, but I like the idea of the one hit wonders. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, all right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. When we come back, more of Hollywood 360. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. How many of you wish there was a better alternative to the sensationalism and outrageous bias in mainstream media? For more than 65 years, National Review has covered the most important issues and political questions facing the country from a common-sense conservative perspective. As a longtime reader of National Review, I can honestly say that National Review doesn't fall for political fads or hysteria, and they never do clickbait. Their commentary and opinion journalism is rooted in a love for America and an allegiance to the nation's founding principles. And now National Review is offering Hollywood 360 listeners 60% off any subscription option. And I would personally recommend their digital membership, NR+. With NR+, you can access all of their content on the website and app, including the digital magazine, and you'll never get locked out of articles by the paywall. Plus, membership includes other perks like reduced ads on the site and my favorite, invitations to monthly calls with NR editors and political leaders. Visit nationalreview.com slash Hollywood today. That's nationalreview.com slash Hollywood and use code Hollywood at checkout. Save 60%. All right. In our next hour, it's a detective episode of Let George Do It, starring Bob Bailey from 1946. But before that, We're going to need a Hollywood 360 listener contestant to play Name That Tune. So uh, in our next hour, please call 312-642-5600. Which caller, Lisa? Uh, We're looking for caller number nine, and these are all uh, Tony Bennett songs. All right. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 